Here on our next Up Pro Series, we just interviewed Jesse James Wallace, and no, I'm not talking about the outlaw, I'm talking about the pro fighter who's making his comeback to the LFA scene February 23rd in Niagara Falls, New York, and he just dropped here first who he's fighting there. You don't want to miss it. I'm Brandon Anderson, this is the Knuckle Sandwich Podcast, and now that you're ready, buckle up, because here we go. Jesse James Wallace. Jesse's the nickname, right? I always see it in quotations. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny, you know. Fair. I figured it had to do with, like, the outlaw Jesse James or something, or, you know, who who knows? The the world may never know. Man, how are you? How are you feeling? I'm good, man. I don't think I've ever told the origin story of where that came from anywhere. So, uh, maybe I will one day. We'll see. Um but yeah, yeah, it's always in quotes. Um, but I'm good, man. Thank you, thank you for having me. I uh, appreciate you uh, taking the time to interview me. Of course, absolutely. I mean, it was it was hard not to try and get you on an interview after um, seeing how things have played out in the last few years for you, and then the posts you uh, posted on Instagram the other day talking about I'm back, LFA, here I come again, making a run to the UFC. Like the anticipation's there for me, and I'm sure for a lot of other guys and and girls that keep up with the regional scene and even just the pro in May in general. So it's an honor to have you on the show today. It's a pleasure. And I'm labeling this episode as the comeback for you. Um, we started a new series called Next Up Pro Series, where I'm interviewing pros that are on the verge of getting to the biggest level. Obviously for you, Jesse, at one point you were at the Contender Series back a few years ago didn't go your way, mm-hmm. took a couple of years off, came back, had a huge fight, a huge win against Austin Clem, and then took another year and a half off. So the comeback, I feel like, is a great title for this interview for you. And really, I want to start with the layoffs in general. We got to kind of build the suspension to the to the comeback itself. So when diving into topology and into the timeline of your pro career, you've been around for a really long time. But there's been some layoffs in between some of these fights. Three years in between from 2019 to 2022. A year and a half since your last one back in 2022 against Austin Klim. What what kind of caused these layoffs between some of your pro fights really is what, what I'm kind of wondering to start with. Yeah, so um, the Contender Series one, I, I put everything I had into that. Um, everything. Um, and so when when – when you commit to it like that, most people don't know what it's like to commit your entire life to something. Sure. Um, and to, to put the focus into that. Um, and that was my shot. We had, there was no short notice. It was, we knew what was up, you know, and I put everything I had into it and um, it just, it just wasn't good enough. You know, he was just better than me. Um, and it was the same, the same problems that I had um, when I switched from amateur to pro uh, is the same problems that kind of popped up there. Um, and so I, I just knew I needed to take time off and, and either be done with it or come back as something totally different, uh, because what I'm doing is obviously not working. You can get by some guys, um, uh, but I'm not trying to fight on the regional scene forever. Um, yeah. to me it's UFC or nothing. Um, so you can get by the regional guys like that, but th- these, the guy, the best in the world, that's not going to work obviously. Um, and, and, you know, uh, Joe Selecki kind of proved that. And so I, I t- the time off that I felt I needed to to kind of reinvent myself, kind of kind of work on all the holes in my game and try to try to reinvent myself as a fighter. That way, um, 
could get back to the to the UFC and actually stay uh, this time instead of having a one and done. Um, yeah, and it was just uh, too too complacent on the ground, um, too like a little too confident in my jujitsu. Like oh, I'll get him in a second, you know, I'll, I'm fine here. But I'm losing the entire round on the bottom, you know, um, and, and just having that subversion to not be that anymore, you know, uh-huh. and and to trust my striking on the feet. Um, and it just took it just took time for me to for me to adjust to it and for me to be confident in it enough to take another fight. Cause I, like when I fall off and Clem, I'm not going to come back and fight some can. It, I, yeah. That doesn't make me want to get up and do anything. That doesn't make me want to train. So I fought another top guy in the area that was, that had a win on Bellator just like I did. Like that I, I need that tough opponent um, to make you go run when you don't want to go run and make you train. Cause I've, I've done a lot in my career like this. I don't have anything to prove to anyone. This is for me. And so I don't want to I don't want to fight these guys who are just going to come in and fall over in the first round. So I, I needed to come back and fight somebody tough. Clem was was a very tough guy, six and two, I think, at the time or whatever. Yeah. Um, um, and was was down to throw down. And that was a, that was a great fight. I ended up breaking breaking my foot in two places, shattering one of my all the tendons in one of my ankles. So that's that was the layoff after that fight. Yeah. Um, OK, because I. I had busted up my feet and my ankles, um, kicking him a bunch in that one. Um, so then I needed time to, to heal that and rehab that. So that's, that was the layoff for that one. Sweet. So you, you talked about just a lot. I mean, really reinventing yourself seemed like the biggest thing from that contender series to the, to the last fight you had in 2022. And in my opinion, watching the fights, side by side you could tell that there was a huge difference in in the jesse james wallace from the contender series to your last fight you said the complacency on the ground i mean i think you had probably 10 11 uh submission attempts just in the first round alone against clem i mean you could tell you were wanting to start those scrambles you were wanting to try something different keep him on his toes rather than being complacent I noticed right. you just got promoted to black belt as well in jujitsu. Like what are some of the things that you've learned in these layoffs that have made you reinvent yourself and made you grow as a professional? Right. I mean, just the difference in, in jujitsu and MMA and jujitsu, you can play on your back and be fine and win the fu- win in a minute, you know, or, or win in the next five minutes. But in MMA, you might only be on the ground for a minute, 40 yeah. seconds, you know, um, and, and, and the judges as you're on bottom, you're losing. Um, so it's just that attack, 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 whether it be with submissions or sweeps or get ups or whatever, the moment your butt hits the floor, it's gotta be some sort of a, an attack. Um, and as you can see against Clem, the moment we hit the floor, it was, you know, triangle on my butt, on a plot of arm bar, yeah. sweet. Like I, I was just on his back, uh, like right away. Um, yeah. and, and Austin, Austin was a brown ball as well at the time. He's no dummy on the ground. So. Um, he, he defended everything that I threw at him and then got up and backed away. So then we just stood on the feet the rest of the time, but yeah. it's just that attack mindset right away. It can't be like, oh, I'll be in guard. I got two minutes here. It's like, you don't, you got 40 seconds and he's elbowing you in the face. Exactly. So, um, just attack right away attack, whether it be, you know, submission, submit, get it back up to your feet, whatever it's gotta be. It's gotta be urgent though. For sure. Moving in from like, you know, talking about attacking your training, Honestly, I mean, you're you're training at two of the top gyms, in my opinion, in the country. Really, if you look at it, Miller Martial Arts, right, um, with Cole Miller, a UFC veteran, and then also going down to American Top Team in Coconut Creek, Florida, and doing some training down there whenever you're in camps. 
How have you been able to, in these layoffs, been able to stay active, stay relevant in the scene um, with, you know, spending long times away? Because you're still ranked in the top five in the lightweight division in Tennessee amongst pros. Like, how have you been able to really stay stay in the picture, man? Um, I guess just because of my track record. Like, I, I was number one in the in the southeast, Mississippi, Tennessee, when I was an amateur. I got I reached number one as a pro. Um, so I guess just reaching those and my long track record of beating tough guys um, just kind of keeps me at the top. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really care about those rankings. I'm trying to get in the UFC. Uh, they're going to take sure. me off of them anyway. So um, it is nice. I, I am very grateful that I am ranked that high. Um, and it is cool. Um, but my goal is set on the UFC. So um, I, I'm glad they have me in there. Sure, they can they can look me up. But I'm trying to beat, uh, I'm trying to beat top five in the UFC. So yeah. I appreciate it. But um, I'm trying to get DFC. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so, speaking of LFA, right? Like that—that's where your next fight is is going to be at. Um, mm-hmm. LFA is also one of those like step up promotions. Like you start at the regional scene, then you kind of jump to them, and then it's like UFC or something of that nature. Normally, but you've already fought there. You're one and zero there with a submission over Sean Holden back in 2018. Did you build a really good connection with the guys over at LFA to be like, hey, I'm coming back, let me get on the card? Or how did that really come about for your upcoming fight? Of course, man. I, I love LFA. They took great care of me last time. Um, and I, we have me and my manager, Matt, have a great relationship with Mark, uh, the matchmaker for LFA. And he takes care of me and all of our guys, um, sends us uh, monthly of everything he needs, uh, just, to, just in case we have anybody to fill it. Um, so Mark and LFA have always been great to me. Uh, to Matt, to all of my guys that I manage as well. Um, so I, I love them. We have a great relationship with them. Um, and when it was time for me to take another fight, uh, it came in and it was a no-brainer that that's where I wanted to go. You know? For sure. And so let's, I mean, let's talk about this upcoming fight, man. Uh, February mm-hmm. 23rd, Niagara Falls, New York, if I'm correct. Yep. You're fighting an undefeated opponent, you said. But there was no name. Mm-hmm. Is this the place that you want to drop the name? Right, like, do I get the uh, the the honor to be able to know first who are you fighting at LFA? Or are you still keeping it a secret until a little bit later? Uh, no, I mean I don't mind. We've already signed the the bout agreement, or at least I have. I don't know if he has. I really don't care. Uh, but his name is Igor Kutyashenko. He's uh, undefeated Ukrainian guy. Um, I, I believe this is his first fight stateside, um, but. Undefeated opponent. I'm not coming back to fight some some nobody. Um, so I, I'm just going to keep taking out these these top prospects until the UFC lets me back in. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's exciting. That's exciting. Is this the first uh, foreign guy that you've fought uh, so far? Uh, I think so. Maybe. Maybe I'd have to I think I'd so. have to go back and look. I don't know. I was. <laughs> What's the training difference between Ukrainians and Americans, I wonder? Because you always see, like, Russians, man. <laughs> the wrestling on Russians are crazy. I'm, I'm kind of uh, – yeah. that's exciting. I'm I'm curious of how that's going to play out. I'm I'm sure you you are very prepared. What has training like been uh, or been like for this fight in particular and for the comeback for you? Man, honestly, it's just a lot of stuff that I should have been doing my whole career. Um, I should have been, you know, more strict on nutrition and, and uh, diet. I should have been lifting weights this entire time. Um, but part of the layoff when, when my feet were smashed was just to lift weights and uh, to get stronger in every position, get more power on the punches, 
just stuff that you should already be doing as a professional. I was behind, uh, just kind of riding on my jujitsu, just kind of like, mm. you know, they'll take me down. Sure. But I'll submit them. But now it's like, now if I don't want to get taken down, I'm not going down. Um, so go. just doing the things that I already should have been doing. I'm doing it all right now. Um, and, uh, I'm just going to keep sticking with that. Um, but it's it shown results, uh, in the cage, out of the cage. So I, I feel good. Um, I, I'm looking to be in the best shape of my life for this. I said, cause I've noticed you've been, you've been much beefier than, uh, than you have before. <laughs> uh, you've been, you know, 155 yeah, fighting man. and stuff. Your last fight was 165. What, what weight class are you fighting at for this uh, LFA fight? That's right. This one's at 170. We're going to give a okay. new weight class a try. I say, because we keep stepping up, keep stepping up. Eventually, yeah, we're going up, 205 man. walking around, just beating <laughs> people up, man. So uh, what yeah. can we really expect from Jesse James Wallace in this fight coming up? I mean, I go for the finish from the bell. So he makes one mistake in there, it's over. You know, on the feet, on the ground, he shoots one bad shot, it's over. He slips the wrong way one time, it's over. Uh, so I'll be trying to finish this fight from the bell. Um I, I hate the judges. They never go my way anyway. Um, and the UFC wants finishes. So uh, look for me to be super aggressive um, and going for the finish from the moment it starts. How many How many more fights do you think you'll have to have before the UFC calls your name again? Um, I don't care about that. I'm just going to keep winning until they get me back. Um, I, I, I wouldn't. I would assume not many, you know, from the contender series and then, you know, beating a top prospect, beating another top prospect. I would assume not many, but I, I'm not worried about that. I'm just going to keep killing these prospects until they let me in. There you go. Absolutely. Well, Jesse, um, I've got a few rapid fire questions for you. This is part of probably one of my favorite parts of the segment that we do. Um, I don't give you any insight to what I'm about to ask you. I just want to know what your answers are. I like to yeah. think of the we mind have, of the fighter, right? We have not talked about this. <laughs> All right, we have so not rap- talked about this. Yeah. No, we have not. So rapid fire. Let's start out. What is your go-to walkout song or your hype-up song when training or getting ready for a fight? Uh, headlines by Drake or uh, Middle Child by J. Cole. Okay, throwing it back with the headlines. What is your favorite uh, grappling technique to do? Um, triangle choke. Okay. Uh, who is your favorite current UFC fighter on the roster? <laughs> Dustin Poirier. Me and oh, him go way there back. you go. Do you ever train? Hang on, now I gotta ask this because I remember my wife is a huge Poirier fan. You ever you ever spar with Poirier or train with Poirier at all? Yes, we have trained in South Florida together. We actually fought on the same card together when I was an amateur in Mississippi oh, wow. before he was even in the WEC. So a wow. long time ago. That's insane. Um, and I was like, hey, I want to come train with you. And then luckily I got to go train there and he actually remembered me. And uh, so so we've been all right ever since. Yes, I have trained with him. And yes, he is better than advertised. <laughs> Who is your MMA greatest of all time? Oof. Um, I, Anderson Silva's got to be up there. GSP's got to be up there. Um, not Khabib, I'll tell you that. Um, wow but yeah not, that was quick yeah not could be anderson gsp those were all yeah. fine answers to me but not could be he didn't do enough fair enough and then if you had to build a Ru- mount rushmore four people mma goats your top four who would it be obviously you yeah. just said gsp and anderson silva who's the other GSP, two yeah gsp anderson um man the goats. BJ Penn. 
Oh, there you go. Um, and I'm going to say Jose Aldo for the 45 rain all the way up yeah. till Connor ruined his life. Yeah. Um, I mean, he Jose, ran WEC. Forget about, he ran. Yeah. Right. right. That's people, a good one. People forget about the rain that he had before Connor came in and just ruined his life. <laughs> but he had, he, I mean, he was, he was murdering dudes for years long time uh, at a rain at 45 so I'll, I'll say anderson gsp bj and and jose i love it any shout outs you want to give my guy man you thank you for having me on appreciate it everybody at american top team everybody that's doing martial arts first round management thank you guys all my sponsors that uh that support me no matter what no matter where the fight is i appreciate all you guys thank you absolutely well ladies and gentlemen jesse james wallace is next up in the pro circuit, be on the lookout. LFA, February 23rd in Niagara Falls, New York. I cannot wait to watch this fight. Jesse, I appreciate you coming on, man. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Of course. Thank you, brother.